name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. There are two sons. One's got a mouth on him, says what he thinks, doesn't care if you don't like it. You're going to hear it. We call this one stubborn, rebellious, a disrespectful little brat. The other one is different. He knows exactly what to say, and he wants to be heard also. He says all of the right things, but with no intention of ever doing them. He's a smooth talker and operator. And when his father found out he didn't go as he was asked, he said he probably thought he could talk his way out of that as well. You know the types. So which one of the two sons did the will of his father? The answer is really neither. As a parent, I can tell you that. Neither would make me very happy. And yet there is a difference between these two sons. For when the Jewish leaders point to the first son as the one who did the will of the father, Jesus doesn't disagree. For the first son didn't only eventually do what his father asked of him. He did something much more important. He changed his mind. Or as we talk in church terms, he repented. Now in the church we talk a lot about repentance and for many, that word usually brings to mind a negative image. I'm going to be told that I'm a sinner. I'm going to be told to confess my sins. You know the drill. I'm going to be shown how I don't measure up. And we don't like to hear those things. They're negatives. They make us feel bad. And that may be true. And some people avoid church and avoid repentance because of that. And maybe that's our fault, for if we stop there in explaining what repentance is all about. Because if we stop there at that negative, we haven't fully considered repentance. Because repentance isn't just a negative thing. It is a positive thing as well. Because repentance restores us to our right place before God and before others. And it puts us in a position to receive the gifts of God. Now first, consider that repentance puts us in our right place. That's true. That's what sin has done to us. It has taken us out of our right place and puts us where we do not belong. The two sons that Jesus talked to were both out of place. And don't we see that in ourselves also? Sometimes we're the mouthy son with God, questioning him and his ways, not wanting to do what he wants. And sometimes we're the smooth talkers, saying all the right things but with no intention of ever doing them. And we're out of place, aren't we? We're out of line. We're children who want to be the parent, employees who want to be the boss, Christians who want to be God. 
And we can especially see this when we look at ourselves in the mirror of the words we heard from the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians. Do nothing from rivalry or vain conceit. In humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Look each of you not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. If that's what we're being told to be like and do, then it's not too hard to see that we're out of place in our lives. We're out of line in our thoughts, in our words, in our deeds, and in our desires. And we need to change our minds and our thinking. But that's not easy. These things are not easy. Lowering ourselves. Humbling ourselves. Repenting before God and before others. But that is our right place. That's where God wants us to be. For when we're doing that, when we're loving our neighbor, fulfilling his commandments, seeing our neighbors not as bothers or in the way, but as an opportunity to love, to serve, and to give. And in all those ways, it gives us an opportunity to be Christ-like. And that's what Paul goes on to say in this reading. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That is the picture of perfect love. That is the picture of Jesus being the son we could never be. The one doing the will of his father perfectly and completely and held up against that picture, we're out of place. Oh, sometimes we do those things, maybe. But doesn't the old Adam in us keep on pulling us above our neighbor, above God? Repentance puts us back again in our right place. Back where the father once us to be, for when we are where our Father wants us to be, it's not just an obedience thing, it's that there we are in a position to receive the gifts of God, His forgiveness. Not that we earn it by our repentance or how sorry we are, but in repentance we're in a position to receive it by faith. When we're out of place, we are rebelling. Receiving God's gifts for us is the last thing on our minds. We're thinking about ourselves, not about God and his gifts. But repentance puts us in our place where we belong with the eyes of faith and are again focused on the Father and his Son receiving his gifts and his will for our lives. We are in the position to receive what God wants to give to us. Forgiveness. Again, this is where we see the perfect in the reading from Philippians where after we are told that he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death and the cross, then we are told, therefore God has highly exalted him. The son is raised from the dead and the son who gave us everything loses nothing for the will of the father is not to deprive us but to give freely to us. 
to set us free from our captivity, to give us all that he is and all that he has, to raise us up and give us his kingdom. At the end of the parable of the two sons in the gospel, it is the exaltation that Jesus speaks of. And who does he speak of? Of being exalted. Well, much to the horror of the people, namely the Pharisees, he's speaking to them. Jesus says it's the tax collectors and the prostitutes. They're the one, he says, that are entering the kingdom of God. Not because they earned it or deserved it, obviously not, but because they are the ones who know their right place. They're the ones who believed that they could make absolutely no claims before God. They could not smooth talk and demand that God owed them anything. But in repentance and faith, changing their minds, relying completely and solely on Jesus, Son, and His merits. And there they received what they no way deserved. God's forgiveness and life. And so it is for you and me as well. We are no better than the tax collectors and the prostitutes. We can make absolutely no claims before God. Who can make no demand that God owes us anything. That is our right place. That is what we confessed at the beginning of the service. But in such repentance and faith, relying completely and solely on Jesus, the perfect son, we have been promised the forgiveness of sins and life through his holy word of absolution and through his body and blood given to us. He lifts us up from the depth and muck and mire of our sin and gives us all that he has, namely forgiveness and life. In repentance, we lose nothing but gain everything. And we who, like the tax collectors and the prostitutes, have nothing on our own, have everything in Jesus. So we do not need to be afraid of repentance or avoid it as something negative. We do not need to be reluctant to lower or humble ourselves before, before others and asking for and giving forgiveness. We need not be afraid to serve and consider others above ourselves, for that is our right place. That's where God wants us to be, and that's where it's best for us to be, for there we are not relying on ourselves, but on Jesus. There our hearts and eyes are focused not on ourselves, but upon Jesus. And there, by faith, we receive his gifts until that final day when God finally exalts you and lifts you from this earth and you will finally be in your right place. The place where God has always wanted you to be, right by his side, in his kingdom, for all eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.